Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Evening, Brian. <laughs> yeah, evening, Brian. <laughs> evening, Brian. Oh, fucking A, boys. Um, not much time for pleasantries. We got a lot to cover. Oh, but I um, have such good stories. Yeah, well, tell your one story. So, my, my sister's up for the weekend, um, and she... Uh, when she's up, she usually walks to the batter's box. And she calls me at 2 o'clock in the morning. And she's like, what the hell's going on in your block? I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, there's police and fire trucks everywhere. I said, I didn't hear any sirens or nothing. So I go downstairs. I open up the front door. They got the fire engine in the middle of the block facing west. They got a ladder truck with the ladder up facing houses. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Cops are everywhere. They had the rescue truck in the back of the alley, blocking the alleyway off. Next morning, I wake up to find that uh, Channel 1 Methed Up News was there, and apparently my neighbor decided to go off the deep end and start... Uh, Allegedly off the deep end. <laughs> Run- Allegedly. Running across houses. Allegedly. <laughs> I ran. I ran to my dad's. Uh, I, I wait. Hang on. I have a hard time believing you ran anywhere. No, I didn't run. I, I ran down to my. Well, stop it. I drove down to my dad's. Better. To help clean up after the party, and I came back and there was a note in my mailbox from the police department to check my roof for damage with his phone number. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. You gotta love. You gotta love fucking Skook adjacent. I. Uh. That whole town. Speaking of fucking uh, skook adjacent, before we go on, um, there's two sad things I want to touch on. Um, Anybody from our area pretty much would know who Rob Heckman is. You finish. Rob... Rob, uh, I I didn't follow his his weather channel on Facebook, but uh, I saw something... Posted on Facebook to another uh, from another weather page. I'm going to call him out. DeWeather. Yes. You're a fucking scumbag. He deleted the post and put like a half-assed apology up. Fuck him. He's a fucking scumbag. Uh, basically saying, uh, Rob, apparently Rob Heckman has died. Died, yeah. Uh, anyone who is a fan of Carbon County weather and news can come over and follow our channel. And then a picture of what, Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. Saying see ya. Oh man, that's you're a fucking dirt bag. <laughs> the other story, yeah, is I'm on the phone with Bella last night, and I get off the phone with her, and my sister sends me a text from Channel One Methed Up News. Yeah, about uh, Rob. They're checking for an unresponsive person in the 300 block of East Hazard. Yeah, just so happens to be where I live. Oh shit, he lives a few doors down from me. Yeah, I figured you knew Rob. Yeah, so I. Then I call my dad. I'm on the phone with my dad, and my Aunt Shelly calls me. So I just quick, you know, hung up with her, and I'm still talking with my dad. Then I got on the phone with my sister, and my Aunt Shelly's calling me again. I swiped it again. 
Then she called again, and I said, Jen, this is the third time she's calling me. I got to answer this. <laughs> I answered the phone. It's not me. I'm not dead. Oh, my God. Thank God. I was so worried. I thought the EMTs were hanging up the phone. She even called my cousin. Yeah. And then I'm on the phone with my aunt. And Carm calls me. I said, Shelly, I better answer this so I can tell her I'm not dead, too. Yeah. I saw, because uh, I saw Channel 1 Messed Up News had uh, unresponsive person, yeah. possible class mm. 5. Yep. Which is, you know, the code for a deceased individual. But, yeah, going back to uh, the guy from the Weather Center, fuck you. I wasn't a big fan of Rob Heckman, but fuck you. That's all. Apparently he was a DJ, too. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did did some DJ work. But, you know, I mean, have a little fucking class. Anytime I hear somebody delete a post. You know it's bad. Yeah. You know that you know they done fucked up. Yeah. Cause let's be honest here. I've put some fucked up, repulsive, repugnant shit on Facebook, but I have never felt like I had a fucking delete a post. You're, that was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it was. Um and in other sad news, I want to touch on this before we dive into the good stuff. Uh we lost an icon yesterday. Yes, we did. Uh Hossein Castro Ali Vaziri. Better known to most as the Iron Sheik passed away yesterday. Uh, if you grew up in the Northeast, like all of us did, and as a wrestling fan, like at least yeah. Bill and I did, uh, and our friend Andy, because Andy and I touched on it a little bit on Facebook, um, or even if you grew up in the Midwest and were a fan of the AWA, if you grew up in the 80s as a pro wrestling fan, mm-hmm. you knew who the who the Iron Sheik was. Yes. And uh, we lost Sheiky Baby yesterday. Um, one of my Funko Pop collections. Yep. I I have the chase. I have the chase version of the Sheik, of Iron Sheik. Um, we lost the Sheik yesterday. Eighty-one years old. Um, it, it, and go ahead. It cannot be understated or overstated. You'll figure. The Iron Sheik, I believe in. You know, it beat Bob Backlund for the title. Yes, and it was on his shoulders. To put Hogan over, correct? yes, and, and 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 that's a that was a big thing at the time. Let let me let me let me go in a little bit on mm-hmm. that, um, and a little bit of background on Kazuro Vaziri. Kazuro Vaziri was an Olympic wrestler for Iran. He's legitimately from yes, f- from Tehran, Iran. He was a he was an Olympian. For the for the Iranian Olympic team, he was also. This is how bad a dude this this guy legit was. He was a bodyguard for the Shah of Iran. Oh my! Yes, and then when the Ayatollah took over, Kazro fled to the yeah, United he, he States, left. and he ended up in Minnesota. Okay, mm-hmm. where he was trained to be a professional wrestler. By a guy, he also helped coach the United States Olympic team while he was training. Okay. By the way, uh, he was trained to be a pro wrestler by a guy named Vern Gagne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Owner of the AWA, an Olympian in his own right, and a legit bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, so he broke Cosro into the business, and you know from there he he was Hossein uh, Hossein the Great, uh, Hossein Arab. And then he became the Iron Sheik, which was his most enduring persona. And um, you know, Sheiky Baby, uh, he did he 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 like Bill said, he 
he was the guy that took the belt off of Bob Backlund. And the rumor is, and Sheikah substantiated it, and a few other people have substantiated it, that um, Sheik was offered $100,000 by Vern Gagne in 1984 to break Hulk Hogan's leg. Oh, my Lord. And bring the WWF belt back to Minnesota to the <laughs> AWA. Oh, but boy. The Sheik did Sheik did business the right way. That was is that when because uh, his move was the camel clutch and nobody ever got out of it except for Hogan. Hogan was the yeah. first one to get out of the That's camel what clutch. I thought, yeah. Yep. And the Sheik, I put you in the camel clutch. I break your back and make you humble. <laughs> yep. And and again, and then him and Nikolai Volkov became yep. a tag team. Yes. Yes. And they won the tag titles. So I mean, there was much respect for him. Yes. Yeah. You know, in the in the business, yeah. Every, everybody like. I mean, Sheik had his de- had his demons. He he. Uh, everybody knows the story of him and uh, he was in a pr- he was working a program with Hacksaw Duggan. Okay, uh-huh. and they got pulled over on the New Jersey Turnpike together. Kayfabe was still a thing. Yes, they both got fired. Duggan got brought back quicker than Sheiky baby uh-huh. did. But um, yeah, um, rest easy, rest easy, yep. Sheik. You're you were. Um, to quote the Shiki baby one more time, always respect the legend. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, fuck you, Jabroni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Twitter just became a little bit more of a trash pile without him around. Yes, yes. without the Sheik's Twitter. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, if you if you have not if you've not checked it out, definitely go and check out the Iron Sheik's Twitter stuff. It's fucking great. Um, but yeah, rest easy, Sheik. Mm-hmm. You got anything before we get going, Bill? Not particularly, no. It was, you know, I almost got into an accident today in town, but it's, eh, fuck, fucking people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, yesterday I had to go to, I, I had to go to Lock Haven. Uh, dude, even, like, the further west you go, the worse mm-hmm. the fucking air quality is. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Wow. It, 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 it was like driving in perpetual fog. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, one last thing before we get into the good stuff. Um, I feel for you, Canada. I feel for Quebec right now. Oh yeah, because I mean these wildfires are no joke. I mean we're a thousand, we're over a thousand miles away, mm-hmm. and the air quality here yesterday in New York City, the air quality in New York City was the worst air quality on Earth. No, it no, was, it was, it, it we, was, were, we, we were close to Lehigh, 500 in Lehigh Valley. Lehigh Valley beat it. It made the national news yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, we were yeah. like, a okay, I didn't see that one. Like I didn't that. see that yeah, one because it, it went to hazardous. New York, <laughs> New York City was in the 400s as yeah. well. Yeah, but it's fucking terrible. Um, all right. So we decided we're going to take a uh, break from our traditional reviews and we're going to do a deep dive now. The deep dive is going to be on Black Sabbath. And we're going to have to do this over three weeks, boys, because there's a lot. Yeah, I was looking at that. I mean, I think Kiss had more albums, didn't they? Yeah. but we're, <laughs> And we, we did that in a week. Yeah, we learned. <laughs> You're we, getting old. We learned our lesson. <laughs> we learned our lesson. A lot of these albums weren't that long, though, either. Yeah. Well, this is before CDs and before digital. Um, so, you know... You're, you were kind of limited to what you could put on yeah, a eight yeah. track cassette or 
vinyl album mm-hmm. at the point. Um, so everybody knows Black Sabbath. Uh, for week one, we're going to do the first eight albums, which is the initial run with Ozzy Osbourne on vocals. Mm-hmm. So the lineup stays static for this entire run. As I said, on vocals, you have Ozzy Osbourne. On guitar, you have the legendary Riffmaster, the like the archetype of the heavy metal guitar god, Tony Iommi. On bass guitar, you have their prime, also their primary lyricist, Geezer Butler. Okay. And on drums, you have the incomparable Bill Ward. Now, when you said he he mainly was the lyricist. Yes, Geezer was their main lyricist. Wow, main lyricist. Um, and the the story of Black Sabbath starts kind of oddly. Um, Ozzy Zig needs a gig was the advert that was placed mm-hmm. at a local music store seen by Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler. And Tony Iommi says, I know a guy named Ozzy. He can't be that fucking guy. <laughs> Come on. I can't stand that guy. So they go and they meet this guy. And it's him. It's John Osborne. Uh-huh. Ozzy Osborne. The only reason they even thought to bring him in the band was Ozzy had convinced his dad to buy him a PA. Oh, Lord. Hmm. Yeah. Because the the ad said, Ozzy Zig needs a gig. Have own PA. Okay. (laughs) And now, this is the late 60s in post-war England, Birmingham, England. Yes. An industrial town, no less. Yes. If you had a PA, you pretty much wrote your own ticket. Okay. So they are they're they're fumbling around as starting as a cover band and then as like a blues band. And they were called Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and, and didn't I, I read this and I couldn't believe it. Tony left to go with Jethro Tull for yep. a little bit. Yep. Tony Iommi actually played in Jethro Tull for a bit. Uh, but came back. Yeah, because he said, "Ah, fuck them." <laughs> yeah, it was too fucking like too hip. Uh, he didn't. Yeah. W- they didn't want to do the hippie music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, also, <laughs> also How about it. Tony Iommi lost two of the fingertips on his right hand, which is his fretting hand because he's left-handed. Mm-hmm. To this day, he plays with leather thimbles. Really? Yes, mm-hmm. and it's the same ones he built. He made. When it the when the accident initially happened, wow! And the other thing to help him cope and help him compensate for the loss of his fingertips was he started to down tune his guitar a step and a half. So instead of being tuned to a to you know your top string is an mm-hmm. E, it's tuned down to a C sharp. It's a step and a half down. Okay, and that's going to come in actually not on the first record, but we'll get there. Um, so. They're going to rehearsal, and they see a line up for a move, a line, a cue, a cue, as the British would say. The British love their cues. Love to cue. Um, a, a cue for a movie, a horror film called Black Sabbath. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And they figure, 
people pay to get the shit scared out of them. <laughs> and the name stuck. And thus is born Black Sabbath. And let's dive into the first album. The album is the self-titled debut released on February 13th, 1970. One of the most interesting tidbits about this album. And kids, try this shit today. This is pre-digital, pre-pro tools, you know, where I could legit make an album in my basement if I were so inclined. Correct. This is 1970. This album was recorded almost entirely live. Really? In one 12-hour recording session. Virtually no overdubs on this record. Virtually none. And then when you did have to overdub something back in the day, like if you wanted to double a guitar track, you had to double the guitar track. You played it again. Yeah. Yep. And hope you got it perfect. Yeah. This album peaked at number 23 in the United States on the Billboard charts. Certified platinum, Mm -hmm. which is in excess of 1 million units sold in the United States. Starts off with the title track, Black Sabbath. Yeah. I, what a way to start a career. Absolutely. I mean, if you yeah, that is, I mean, <laughs> that's the, the first track on the first album. That nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just a way just to start everything rolling. Yes. You, you know what you're in for and it's going it, to, and it stays that way. Yep. Um, go ahead, Jim. No, I'm, I'm. I'm not going to argue with well, that at all. I showed Bill my notes. Yeah. <laughs> it says, a brilliant way to start an album, a career, and a legacy. Yes. yes. This, a brain. <laughs> this is the blueprint for all heavy metal to follow. Yeah. And even even metal, that, and as I was listening to this more and more, I heard more influences that they probably didn't realize they were influencing at the time. Right. They didn't know they they were creating genres and subgenres of heavy metal that didn't fucking exist yet. Yeah, and won't exist for like thirty years. Yes, and we'll get into yeah. that. Okay, brilliant, brilliant song and absolutely haunting. It's got that minor. Oh, it's yeah. got that minor mm-hmm. third guitar interval, and the lyrics. Geezer wrote this about an encounter with Satan. Mm-hmm. And just the way it's sung as well. Yeah. Yeah. The the pain yes. in Ozzy's voice. Yes. It's unbelievable. This is like this this chef's kiss. I, I cannot like I can't put this song over enough. I know. And I love that Ice T used it as a cover. Yep. Well, as a sample on uh, Shut Up and Be Happy yep. on the Iceberg album. Yep. Which and it just I mean it's it's just that I the iconicness of it. Yes. What's up, Doug? Yep. Doug says, what's up, Crackers? Doug's Black Sabbath here. rules. Hello, Doug. Right. You're not wrong, Doug. Black Sabbath does fucking rule. Uh, moving on from tr- to the next track. The Wizard. Yeah. My notes on this are Gandalf? <laughs> it, Geezer actually... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to. I'm. I. I don't want to. He's gonna burst. He's gonna burst. No, no. I know he is. All right. I. I. I want to ask. I asked him this question. I'm gonna ask both of you. Did you guys listen to Sabbath first, or did you get into Aussie and then go back to Sabbath? I was in the Sabbath first. I said I don't remember because a lot of stuff happened in 1989 concurrently in my brain. Okay. You take Ozzy's voice out of the wizard, and it's a fucking Zeppelin song. I'm not going to argue no. this anymore. No. <laughs> I already told you what I think. No, it's not. Um, but <laughs> I'll stroke your fucking taint a little bit here, Jim. A little bit. A little bit. Geezer Butler has confirmed that this is about Gandalf. Holy shit, isn't it? <laughs> awesome. Yes. And, 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 See? Yeah. See, yeah. D&D rock, man. It was there from the start. Jesus yes. Christ. He has confirmed... Doug, you may be the wizard. I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> Hang on, that gets a like. The Wizard of Oz. Uh, the wizard. I mean, he's old enough. Right. Oh. Oh. Well, what's he going to do, huh? What's he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a knock on the door. <laughs> I, I, he lives two blocks from you. I mean, I'm, but he's 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 really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Way to backpedal. Yes, yeah, CYA. <laughs> All right, next. A ba- uh, this is a song that. Uh, Euclid did back in the day mm-hmm. Behind the Wall of Sleep This uh, It was And Truth be told This is the first time I ever listened to this album I never knew NIB was part of this whole Well I, Yeah I, there, There's I separated them Okay Yeah so did I But they felt like two There's There's the wasp yes. Behind the Wall of yeah. Sleep yes. And then basically an NIB Yes mm-hmm. I said I, I can I combine the wasp And behind the Wall of Sleep Okay Okay those are the same To me that's one track Right And basically is the bass intro To NIB Yes yeah. So back to Behind the Wall of Sleep Sorry Um, It's it's based on a Lovecraft story Oh And Definitely some Opium Use Probably Yeah It's the 70s It's allowed Well it, no Lovecraft Oh I thought you meant These guys used opium uh, Doug says I am an old bald Gandalf Don't make me come down there Bill Yeah well he knows where I live He could show up anytime Alright Alright Next NIB And contrary to po- popular <laughs> belief The song The NIB does not Stand for nativity in black I thought it meant for nothing in between No it's because of Bill Ward's nibby beard. Nibby. Yes. Come he had, on. He had a, gr- a greasy little soul patch. Nibby. And they called it a nib. Oh, but let's get into the meaning of the song. First off, it starts with basically, which is mm-hmm. welcome to our consciousness, Mr. Geezer Butler. That's an awesome bass line. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite. Do, do, do. No, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the bass a little bit before it. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm talking about basically. That's just a killer bass mm-hmm. bass intro, and the bass line to this is awesome. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I such good stuff, and it's a sweet song. It is. Lucifer finds love. Yeah, I mean, hey, he, he deserves <laughs> love too. That's right. Some people say my love cannot be true. Mm. Please believe my love, and I'll show you. I will give you the things you thought unreal. The sun, the moon, the stars all bear my seal. See? It's just so beautiful. Follow me now and you will not regret. Leaving the life you led before we met. You are the first to have this love of mine. Forever with me till the end of time. Touching. Beautiful. 
Until you get to the line where my name is Lucifer, yep. please take my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. It's such. Uh, I mean, that on on the cassette and on the vinyl, that concludes side one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. What a fucking benchmark to set. And now we move to side two. Opens up with a song called Wicked World. Now this, if you don't know anything about Black Sabbath, um, uh, Doug says you're staying out of his black book. You're lucky. He likes you. Well, it's, I don't want to date him. No, no, no. The, the evil black book, not the good one, man. Oh. oh. A blacklist. Stay but anyway. Um, these old people. These guys are showing some of their jazz chops here, especially mm-hmm. Bill Ward and Geezer Butler. Mm-hmm. They're, they're jazz players, you know? And that, now that you said that to me, that's, I realize where they went later on when we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a song about money being wasted on shit. Mm-hmm. And people dying endlessly because governments are wasting their money on shit. Yeah, because I mean, this is right. I mean, they put a you put a man on the moon. Yep, and people are dying, you know, of, of disease. It's like you think about, it, yeah, this was right after that. Yeah, priorities. Yeah, it's like we had at this time the record came out. We had just put a man on the moon. Yeah, and it was and most of the country was like enamored by that. Yeah, I guess Black Sam was like tosses. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Yanks. Um, I have one more note on this record, hmm. or on this song, rather. Bill Ward is greater than John Bonham. Not, no. I'm just not going to comment. Because you know you're you fucking sniffed. wrong. You sniffed, and that's a comment. I had, I'm not going to comment on I'm the con- comment. I'm congested from the smoke outside. You're full of shit, too. <laughs> John Bonham is not fit to put new fucking heads on Bill Ward's drums. Do you know they jammed together? Yeah, and Ward probably blew him out of the water. Uh, Anyway. It's not a competition, guys. It it could be. (laughs) Next, uh, the final track on the record. A Bit of Finger, Sleeping Village, and The Warning. All kind of a mishmash together. Yeah. What happened to Evil Woman? See, ah, look. When I went in to print these sheets out, yeah. there's like all kinds of different fucking versions. Yeah, the, I, I, I was like, "What the fuck?" Evil Woman is on a uh, on ex, on an expanded version, I believe. Yeah, but if you went on to Spotify, it had just this. I one. know this is like where it, I should. I honestly, guy should have just pulled out my album collection and just start listening from there. But I'm like trying to do the YouTube stuff because Evil Evil Woman is a great song. Yeah, though. and it also is like groove metal. Yeah, it's it's like groove metal before anybody even thought that was a thing. And was that a cover? See, yes, this is a yes. cover. Um, uh, it's a brilliant. First off, it's got a brilliant Tony Iommi acoustic intro. Okay. Um, that bit of finger, that's Iommi. You know, mm-hmm. showing some of his brilliance. This is a cover, um, by a band called the Ansley Dunbar Retaliation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Ansley Dunbar. Was a drummer who did a lot of work with other bands. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is a cover by Ansley Dunbar. Um, the warning is. Oh. And then, that I mean, that, that concludes the first record. Brilliant. I mean, my favorite song in it was Black Sabbath, the, the song. I just, I, I, 
I, I like this. I like that song on the album. The, the rest of the album was kind of like, it's still really good, but that is my all-time favorite song on it. My, go ahead. No, I was going to agree with him. Um, you know, Black Sabbath, just because of how, you know, when you think of the band Black Sabbath, you think dark, dreary, horrific, you know, themes, and that's just one that just, boom, mm-hmm. just pops it right up. Right. Um, I mean, it, like like we said, it's the hell of a way to start a legacy. Um, I give this album a ten out of ten. It's 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 brilliant. It's the blueprint for heavy metal. Um, my favorite record, my favorite song on the record is NIB. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely love NIB. I'm a bass player. Yeah, I'm yeah. contractually yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm contractually yeah, yeah. obligated to say that. Moving on. Now we get to their second album, released on September 18th, 1970. The album is Paranoid. I love this album. This mm-hmm. is the only one that I actually own. You, you heathen. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the first time I listened to any other album but Paranoid. I, I, I'm putting You've, it right down there. You might be a f- but Yeah, but if he's going to like a Black Sabbath album, uh, that's a really good one to like. Right, I'll give you that. I mean, it has... I'll give you that. Um, this album was it, this one. They took their time and recorded this one. This was recorded in two days. <laughs> yeah. are, you fucking, are you fucking kidding me? Nope. June sixteenth to eighteenth, nineteen seventy. This was recorded. They had other shit to do, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! There was a lot. There was a lot of blow, man. There was a lot of blow. <laughs> they had to be. They had to be up all night. Oh, probably. Oh yeah. Um, this Ooh. album, this album peaks at number twelve on the Billboard charts, and this is certified four times platinum in the uh, United I... States. Uh, this album was supposed to be called War Pigs, but the record company thought, "Yeah, we don't want to do that," and they didn't hear a single. Mm. So, they wrote a song in about twenty-five minutes that became the song "Paranoid." Mm-hmm. The title track for the record. That song was written in 25 minutes. Wow. Unfucking believable. But we start off with what was supposed to be the title track yeah. mm-hmm. War Pigs. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, we're still balls deep in Vietnam at this point, mm-hmm. which is probably why the record label did not want that on. The- That's a big part of it. Yes. That's a big, big part of it. Um, War pigs. Uh, we got the warmongers. You know, uh, yep. song, and, and they're the real evil in the world. Yep, the one yeah, making and, and, everyone else fight. And only Ozzy could not get any flack for rhyming masses with masses. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, Ward did it. Ozzy just sang it. <sighs> What's that during COVID? The meme watching people in their masses. Gathering, gather, uh, hoarding paper for their asses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking people. I like. I do like war pigs. I do always think sometimes it's a little bit long. It's it's a it's a long song, but there's no dead wood yeah. in the song. No, there's not. And once again, another just amazing geezer Butler mm-hmm. bass part. I, I, I'm gonna say I was impressed listening to his bass in a lot of these songs. Ooh. Oh, dude's a the dude is a fucking machine, and um, I saw him on the final tour, and he still goes, he still goes. 
The only one who got tired was Ozzy. Oh yeah, and yeah. It, and he didn't get tired till about three quarters of the way through the set. So yeah. I'll give him I'll give him credit for that. Now to be fair, Bill Ward wasn't with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Tommy Clefitos on drums, but it was you know it was fucking great. Mm. Uh, hang on, Bill. Look at that. Look at the shot on the hard cam. Is that blocked? Okay. Can, are we seeing Jim at all? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just making sure. The hard cam. Well, yeah. <laughs> Next, we have the title track, Paranoid. This is my favorite on the album. Basically, mostly because this was one of the songs that we always played in the when the band. The fucking was guitar in. in this song. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Everything in this song is in quadruples. Everything is in fours. But I only know that because I was telling Jim this story. I always would fuck up where to come in after the, car, the guitar oh, solo, yeah. right? And my band got tired of me fucking it up. So our drummer at the time would hit the drums extra hard, hit the snare extra hard, so I knew that's when I come in. Yeah. <laughs> but everything is like in fours. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, I would I would fuck up all the time coming in too early. And finally he just says, whack, and then, oh, now I come in. Yeah. <laughs> who who would have thought something put together that quick would become an anthem? Honestly, oh, yeah. yes. And covered by well, covered when Megadeth covered it, yep. it, it took on a whole new life. Yeah, you know. But it, yeah, it, Paranoid is just an awesome song. I I love that song so much. Yeah, me too. Great song. Uh, I can't say anything bad about it. <laughs> uh, next song is Planet Caravan. Um, this is such. A change of pace. Yeah, yes. and yeah. I, this, it was funny when you said that he didn't want to be with Jethro Tull because he's with the hippies. Yeah, and then they write this. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, this Tull. is very hippie hippie music. <laughs> this is more stoner than hippie, I think. What do you think hippies are? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not Jethro Tull hippies. What is? It's not dirt hippies. This, this, Whoa. <laughs> so there's, there's dirt hippies and there's yeah. stoner hippies? Yeah. And clean hippies. Yeah. And well, I can imagine I can imagine tripping my fucking balls off to this song. Yeah. Uh, oh, so this is more of a hawk wind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> this, this song is so... It, it's such a change of pace yeah. from everything we've heard from Sabbath up to this point. And, uh, you know... You say about, you talked about great covers of Sabbath songs. Mm. Pantera does uh, did an amazing mm. cover of this. Wow! Yeah, uh, I I absolutely fucking love this song. Now we're gonna close out side one of the album. Iron Man, and no kids. It's not Tony Stark. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't even have any. I don't think it has to do with the comic. Nothing. Nothing. Was it a coincidence? I don't think was was did Marvel even yes. have Iron Man at this time? Yeah, they had Iron Man like I think in the mid sixties. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it maybe maybe just the name came from something. Somebody's re- like sees a com- I don't know the story behind it. Maybe saw a comic book. Well, I don't know the story behind the creation of the song, but, but the the lyrics don't. Uh, is yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> no, it's about a time traveler. Yes. Yep. Uh, he was turned to steel in the great magnetic field when he traveled time for the future of mankind. So essentially, you've got this guy who tra- who goes to the future and sees that we fucking destroyed the world. Mm-hmm. You know, 
he comes back and tries to tell to warn everybody, look, hey, you, we're fucking up. Fix it. And they just ignore yeah, it. Like, oh, fuck yeah. off. Which would happen. Yeah. I mean, I think if any at any point, if somebody came back and did legit come back in time and warn us about something, we wouldn't believe it anyway. We'd just call him a kook and just, you know, send him on their way. Right. Uh, yes, Doug, Geezer is a fucking beast. He's one of my favorite bass players of all time. Fucking never. I'll never say a bad word about Geezer Butler. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the end of side. That's the end of uh, end of side one. And this that that song has a really detuned guitar on that one. Mm-hmm. No, no. Mm-hmm. He's tuned. He's tuned to a four forty on that. Really? Yes. Yeah. The whole thing. It. Um, the root note, like everybody, when they when they first try to learn the song, mm-hmm. they play it out of an A, out of an A shape. Okay. Okay. It's actually out of a B. It's out uh, actually out of B. I'll, when we get done, I'll show you. But anyway, it's it's played out of uh, it's played at A four forty. He didn't start detuning until later on. Okay. Now let's move on to side two of the record. Electric Funeral. I love this fucking song. This is so it's just oh. Yeah. I one of the one of the one of the few Black Sabbath songs I learned how to play. Reflex in the sky warn you you're gonna die. Storm coming you better hide from the atomic tide. Mm. Right there tells you what it's about. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean you, kids keep in mind this record was released in 1970. We're in the middle of the fuck, or in the teeth of the Cold War. Yes. Okay. And you know we're we're literally we're less than ten years removed from the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. and you know we were teetering on the brink of nuclear destruction. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you know Black Sabbath they wrote lyrics about the times. Yeah. Next. Hand of Doom. Song starts off very innocently. <laughs> what you gonna do? It's really creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, holy shit. Yep. I, yeah, yeah, Hand of Doom is such a great song. A very underrated Black Sabbath song. This is one I wish they would do, would have done more live. Okay. Okay. Because this is one, another one of my all-time favorite Sabbath yep. tunes. Great song. Um, it's also about a hair. It's about heroin addiction. Yeah, there's literally yeah. the needle in. in. That's right. Yes, yeah. they, they they were very subtle with their imagery. No, no, like, like some some bands are just they innuendo the hell out of it. Where it's like, is he talking about a bicycle or a prostitute? <laughs> I right. can't tell. In- innuendo isn't that an Italian suppository? <laughs> Anyway, oh my! Next, God. we move on to an instrumental. Rat salad. Mm. Holy <laughs> fuck! Bill Ward's drumming on this is on another level. B- Geezer's a beast. Tony, Tony, yeah. Tony Iommi's Tony Iommi. Mm-hmm. What more needs to be said? The more, yeah, the more sometimes when I listen to Black Sabbath instrumentals, I'm almost like, is this because Ozzy needed a break? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh, hey, hey, hang on, lads. I'll go, go, I'll go, go do a pump. Yeah. Yeah. And then a day, oh, we'll just do this song. And it's like, 
Uh, it's not worry about it. So just let it go. <laughs> there you go. Right, Doug. Push the needle in. Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh, oh my God. Such a, a phenomenal song. And the album closes out with uh, mm. a cheeky little number. <laughs> fairies wear boots. It's not that kind of fairies. Nope. This is about... Go ahead. When you say not that kind, like not the, the Tinkerbell? Not Tinkerbell. Oh. Because that's what I always envisioned it was. No. No, uh, come on. This, this, I, don't li- I don't read into things. The story goes... <laughs> Um, the boys were leaving a bar one night and geezer got attacked by some punters, some skinhead punters. Fairies wear boots and you gotta believe me. This is about geezer getting jumped by a bunch of skinheads because he had long hair. Okay. I, I, I just thought it was like an acid type of trip. No, where it's like, no, like, Okay. Like, going home late last night, suddenly I got a fright, looked through the window and surprised what I saw. And it's like, it's like, you're just kind of like, you're, you're, you're all stoned out, you're doing acid, and you just, you know, instead of seeing people running around, they're like, they got wings and shit. Okay, I don't fucking know. Right. I can see that. I can yeah. see, I, I can see it. That. I can see it, but Geezer has confirmed that this was all about right. getting jumped by skins. Oh. Uh, once again, I give this album a solid 10 out of 10. No, no dead wood. No, I would give this a ten as well. Yeah, well, I didn't give a rating for I like nine for Black Sabbath and then nine for this as well. Okay, there's like a few things on it that it's like, eh, like Planet Caravan. I never really cared for. That's okay. You know? So there's always like I don't. It's still they're fun. I love Planet. Yeah, I, I I absolutely love Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next album on the Hit Parade, their third studio record. Released in July on July twenty first of nineteen seventy one. This one they actually took a couple of weeks in recording. Yeah. Okay, so, um, the like, uh, but like this is the last of the two day marathon recording sessions for them. The third album peaked at number th- number eight on Billboard's mm-hmm. charts and certified double platinum in the United States. We come to the masterpiece that is. Master of Reality. I can't believe I never listened to this album before. Mm, okay. Such fucking goodness on this record. Yeah. Um, opens up with the... So, <laughs> this is how they got... Everybody knows that iconic coughing intro to Black Sabbath, to Sweet Leaf. Yes. How they got that was that's actually Tony Iommi coughing. Okay. Ozzy brought a big fuck clobber and joined into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he brings in a big fuck clobber and joint. Iomi hits it and starts coughing. Uh huh. They recorded it, <laughs> uh, or tape was rolled. He was he was he was recording acoustic parts at the time. Okay, hits this fucking doobie and starts coughing. So the tape's rolling, and they they just loop it and use it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> And that's the intro to Sweetly. And I wonder what that song's about. I think it's about weed. I don't know. That. Uh, it might be. Could be about tobacco. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, it's about it's about the wacky tobacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the whole field of Romanus Redis. <laughs> yeah, we all know what this one's yeah, about, and again, kids. And uh, it's it's like like three times in a row, Black Sabbath does openers well. Oh, they yeah, really yes. do. Yes. Yeah. 
And it is, it's a, that's my favorite song on the album. They know how Even to though se- there's still a lot of great ones. They know how to sequence an album. Yeah. They, they definitely know how to sequence an album. Um, so after that, we go to my favorite song on the album, After Forever. Mine too. All right. The guitar and bass in between each verse absolutely freaking blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, After Forever is a great song. I'm not, yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna have about the bad stuff to say about the whole eight albums. So and, this and this, oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. That's the, uh, this uh, you said about down tune guitars. This is the first record where he tunes down to C sharp. Okay. Okay. This was the beginning of it. But I just and love I'm, that. Oh my god, the way they were. Yeah. And with the bass right there too. Oh shit, it was incredible. I mean, the way they chills. The way they always, the way Sabbath always did, like. Iomi playing one thing and Geezer playing a counter melody behind it mm-hmm. was always really fucking good. Uh, and Geezer Butler is, like I said, he's he's the guy's a fucking phenomenal bass player. He's in my he's ooh thinking about this. I think I would have to put him in my top five of all time favorite bass players. And that's that's <laughs> what. Well, did you forget your glasses or you don't know what you wrote? I don't know what I wrote. There you go. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> just... All right. So after forever, this is an attack on people who claim Christianity and act the complete opposite way. Hmm. Okay. And also in the, in the same song, it's an attack on people who just piss on religion for no reason. Hmm. Kind of an oxymoron. Well, no, it's not really an oxymoron because they were a class of they, you know, oh, they're Satanists, yeah, yeah. But they're, this is their way of saying, no, fuck you, we're taking the piss <laughs> on everybody. Is is kind of what this song is about. Hmm. But this is a great song. Uh, have you ever thought about your soul? Can it be saved? Or perhaps you think that when you are dead, you just stay in your grave. Mm-hmm. Such su- such good shit, good shit. And Biohazard did a great version of this. Yes, they did. Oh, I. That that's one of my bla- favorite Black Sabbath covers hmm. is Biohazard's version of After Forever. Oh boy, it's on the Nativity in Black album. Check it out. Um, next is uh, Tony Iommi instrumental, a, Tony, a little guitar piece mm-hmm. called Embryo. Cool little thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah, it was very short. This is where the tuning to C sharp starts in Children of the Grave. Okay. Which is the final song on side one. Mm-hmm. This song is heavy as balls. <laughs> Zombie did a great version of this. Yeah, and this is also it's uh, I put the notes that started going experimental. Yes. They they were they were playing around with some stuff that no one had done before. Right. There's some there's some strange little what nowadays would be called samples. Yeah underneath this mm-hmm. but there's some cool shit going on in this and it's it's a great song uh do you there you go doug would you like to see the pope on the end of a rope do you think he's a fool yes i've seen the truth i've seen the light and i've changed my ways <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's the line oh god such a good song this is about humanity and we how we have a tendency to fuck shit up for future generations correct mm-hmm. that 
revolution in their minds and children start to march against the world in which they have to live. You know, the hatred's in their hearts. They're tired of being pushed around and told just what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Keep fucking with the kids. One day, Bella's going to fucking come and get you. No. <laughs> Well, did I get good news about her this week? Well, just keep going. Good, 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 good. Side two starts with a with an instrumental interlude. Tony Iommi writes, writes beautiful instru- beautiful acoustic pieces. He does. I mean, I, I admit they are beautiful, but some if you should do a whole album worth of just you know an instrumental thing like that would be like cool. Blackmore. Yeah. That would be actually be really cool. But anyway, it opens up with Orchid, mm-hmm. which is the intro to a song called "Lord of This oh, World." Love that mm-hmm. song. Another very good song. Yep. This is another song about Satan taking things over. Yes. Noticing a trend. You know what? And you know why Satan's taking over? Because the humans opened up the fucking way for him. God gave us paradise. And we put up a parking lot. Different song. Sorry. Pave paradise. (laughs) Put a parking lot. Dear Lord. That I'm actually gonna fly that fucking picture in, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the the humans fucked up what God gave us, and we opened the door for Satan to come in and take over. Okay. Yeah, but I mean that was God's fault. I mean, come on. Yeah, because who's gonna really? Who's gonna say you can have every tree here, but? That one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he put he should have put the tree on like an island with like rapids around it. Crocodiles. Or on top of a mountain. Yeah, something. Just something. But no. He pro- and he probably made it smell really good and everything and made it all tempting and shit. Come on. Well, it's a fucking apple. But apples is delicious. Yeah. And God, you know, I mean, if God's all known and all that, he knew they were gonna fuck about. He knew it. He knew. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> Remind, that reminds me of a joke. It's like, what? Uh-oh. So, Adam's sitting alone in the Garden of Eden. Mm. God comes down and says, I'm going to give you the perfect companion. She'll cook for you, clean for you, be completely obedient, sex whenever you want it. All it's going to cost you is your right arm, your left leg, an eye, and all of your teeth. Adam looks at God and says, what do I get for two ribs? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Solitude, great another great mellow out song. Yeah, yep. th- th- This one I could I can imagine smoking like copious amounts of fucking weed. <laughs> oh yeah, you listen to this, or or maybe I've done that a time or two. <laughs> Living inside your mind. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. the name says it all, man. Yep, the name says it all. It's such a beautiful song, and we end with a banger. <laughs> Into the void. Man fucks up the earth. It's time to start over on another planet. Oh. But yes. <laughs> That's what the song's yes. about. Rocket engines burning fuel so fast. Mm-hmm. Up into the night sky they burn. Love this fucking record. Probably my second favorite of the original eight. Yeah, I think when it came to CDs... This was the first CD of Black Sabbath I bought. Nice. I had this on vinyl. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I have this one on vinyl, but I know I have it on CD because it was the first CD that I bought of Black Sabbath. Yeah, can't go wrong with it. 
Yeah, Christ, I have it on every... Except for 8-Track, which I've probably had some of them before the flood. I think I had Black Sabbath on every medium there was. I had, oh, I did God. have it on 8-Track because, uh, when, because my pop had it on 8-Track. Oh, God. Yeah, my pop had it on 8-Track, and he's like, here, you want these 8-Track tapes? Because I still had an 8-Track. You remember I had an 8-Track deck mm-hmm. in my freaking... In my bedroom, on my stereo. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. I had an 8-track deck up there, so my pop gave me all his fucking 8-tracks. Dude, there was some shit in there. I had an original copy on 8-track of Alice Cooper from the inside. No shit. Yep. I had Schools Out, Billion Dollar Babies. I had pretty much every Black Sabbath on 8-track. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Next, we got to. They really got creative on the t- on the on the uh, name of this record. I, I think this was a rush for time for everything, even the album cover. Yeah, I mean, there was not a lot. I, honest to God, thought for a longest time this was a live album. You know, not like a studio album. Not from listening to it, just by the look of it, because it's volume four, and just uh, Ozzy just clapping to somebody. Yep, and it's it's very un- uninspired. Yeah. Um, well, that goes to, to, uh, kind of what was going on during the recording of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Volume four, duh, released September 25th, 1972. This peaks at number 13 on the billboard charts and certified platinum in the United States. The recording of this album was plagued by problems, many mm. of which were drug related. Okay. Okay. In the studio, these guys were regularly having speaker boxes of blow delivered. Jesus Christ. Yes. Black Sabbath liked their fucking yayo. I honestly there's a there's a morbid part of me that when I hear these stories of how much drugs some of these bands did, I want to kind of see that shit. Yeah, because <laughs> I've I've never seen I mean more than a small baggie's worth of anything. A fucking road case of yeah. of coke. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's like, is that for everybody? No, it's for me. <laughs> no, that's mine. Yours is on the way, man. He's a, he can only fit so much in the boot of the car. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah, um, this 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 is this starts kind of the the downward slide a little bit. You know what? I'm so glad you said that. This is where they start losing. I I think. Well, yeah, I agree. A, yeah. a little bit of their original hard hitting. I yeah, I think. Yeah, they did. They did take a dip in quality. Yeah, I'm 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 not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the the trappings of their lifestyle, mm. and oh shit, starting to catch up to them. Okay, at the, uh, at this point. And we'll get into that a little in later records. Yeah. But uh, this opens up with a song called Wheels of Confusion. Yeah, this is like the first time they didn't have like a complete banger in the open. It was good, but yeah. it's not great. Yeah. Yep, Doug. That's the album we're on. Fucking uh, Snowblind is on this record. Yes. What are we about? Well, it says it right in I know. <laughs> but uh, Wheels of Confusion. This is a song about the loss of innocence when you're growing up. Losing your innocence as you're growing up. And when you finally realize life fucking sucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and the wheels of confusion just kind of grasp you and you're like, wait a minute. It's not supposed to be like this. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Next is uh, this one. Somebody was going through a breakup when this was written. <laughs> oh, yeah. Called Tomorrow's Dream. Yep. It's a sadish song. It, it's a very sad song. In sad songs, they say so much. No, no. The Sasson. Like Vidal Sasson. Sasson says so much. Turn him on. <laughs> Turn on that Sasson. Oh, God. We lost him. No, no, no. El John's dead? No, we lost no, Miller. No, 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 no. Oh, thank no, hair, God. Hair thank commercial. God. You're hair frightened. commercial. You frightened me. <laughs> Next. <laughs> we need to move on from that. Um, is one of one that Ozzy actually helped write. This is when he was going through um, a bunch of shit with his first wife, with mm. Thelma. And part of... That was the song changes, mm-hmm. which is also which also became one of the my least favorite Black Sabbath covers of all time. When Miss Piggy, I mean Kelly Osbourne, yeah. did this, I, I honestly think it's a beautiful song when they did it, and I still think Kelly's version is 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 beautiful too. No, this is uh, all right. It, we can disagree. We can. I I think she I think she sounds like squeezing a fucking <laughs> out of tune set of bagpipes. The Netflix series Big Mouth that this is what it opens to. Yeah, changes. But it, this is a, it's a beautiful song. It's just Ozzy and a piano. Does it? Yes, it and does. there's some strings. Yes, it does. And what's funny? What's funny is I heard it there first, hmm. and I didn't realize who the fuck it was until a little bit later on. I'm like, that that's fucking Black Sabbath singing that fucking song. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And next we get to a song, uh, another, an instrumental called FX. This is a creepy little fucking number. And I'm going to tell you how they created the sound. Okay. So, Iomi's sitting in the studio playing one day. And you notice I go left-handed when I do Iomi. Yeah, yeah. Um, He always wore that big crucifix. All right. He was leaned over, and the crucifix bounced off the strings of his guitar. That sounds pretty fucking neat. Oh, God. They ran it through a bunch of reverb and delay. Yeah. That's mm. effects. Right. Oh, God. And that's I basically just, what is a sound effect. Well, yeah, I just put it. It's like fucking about. Because yeah. that's what it seems. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah they were fucking that's about. That's what it was. It, it, it made a good time filler on the record. It's yeah. a minute and a half of nonsense. Yes. And side A, or one, if you will, ends with a song called Supernaut. Yes, this is my favorite on this album. I love Supernaut, but I got I love I love the cover more from a thousand homo DJs. Yeah, they did a great version of this. That's the name of the band that did it. Okay, so, okay. But, yeah, but uh, it's still it's 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 a, even Ozzy's version is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Supernaut's a cool fucking song. Uh, I want to reach out and touch the sky. This is about exploring your psyche. Yeah. Okay. And and Bill Ward's drumming is absolutely oh. unbelievable in this one. I'm not going to deny that. Ward, Ward's a fucking Ward is a fucking genius, and, and you can like his jazz roots really show through on this. Yeah, not not a not a stinker on this. Next, their ode to Peruvian marching powder. <laughs> Cocaine? Cocaine. Pishy, if you will. Yeah. 
Yayo. <laughs> Another good one. Stripper salt. <laughs> booger sugar. Uh, yes, it is. I ain't coming up with any more. Yeah, my second favorite. It's, it's such a great song. Yeah. And, and you know who did a really good cover of this? Hmm. System of a Down. Really? Oh, okay. I... Yep, System of a Down. I think it was on Nativity in Black too. Okay, yeah, that one. That one was a bit of hit and miss. Yeah, they did a good version of this. But you said, uh, I wonder what that's about. If you listen really closely, you hear Ozzy go, cocaine. At the end of the first set of verses, yes. At the end of the first verse. But if you go back and listen to the... um, System of a Down. The System of a Down version. Surge, cocaine! At the end of each fucking verse. Yeah. Uh, there's no fucking denying what this is about. No denying. They, and at the time, all the members of Black Sabbath had a love affair with mm-hmm. cocaine. And it continued for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we get into a song called Cornucopia. This has a really odd doom groove. Yeah. This is the origins of doom metal here. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Now. Hmm. And this is this is all about a lesson that they're learning about the trappings of their wealth. Because <laughs> the cornucopia has opened up to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this has a really odd. I I, I love the doom groove in this. It's it's like, uh, band, bands like Saint Vitus and yeah. shit like that. They uh doom or or you know or down rather. Yeah. Candlemas, they all took their fucking cue from shit like oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, Electric Wizard. Yeah. Probably did. Yeah. There's uh, a band called St. Vitus. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Okay. Because this is, but that song there is further proof that Tony Iommi is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the riffs that that man writes are unbelievable. Nobody, nobody touches him. I don't care what. Anybody says about James Hetfield or this or that. And Hetfield writes some great riffs, mm. no doubt. The unquestioned riff master is Tony Iommi. Yeah. Because anything anybody else did, Iommi did it first and did it better. But now we move on to St. Vitus Dance. There was an instrumental. Laguna Sunrise. Okay, yeah, I forgot. That was, that was, yeah, yeah, what anyone, it was just an instrumental. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. That was, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. His, the instrumentals are so fucking good. That's where I said uh, about Iomi being a genius. Yeah, and I, I, I wrote something down, but I can't read it what it is. Now, St. Vitus Dance, this is a song about a gold digger. Okay, who is St. Vitus? I forgot to fucking look this up before. St. Vitus Stance. What the St. Vitus, I will tell, I don't know who St. Vitus is. Okay. But I know what the St. Vitus Stance is. Okay. St. Vitus Stance is a neurological disorder characterized by jerky, uncontrollable muscle spasms of the arms and legs that seem to flow along the limbs and cause it to look almost like one is dancing in place. Holy shit. I could have, now, I don't, maybe I heard something. I, mean, I thought St. Vitus Stance was also. Like a euphemism of like what the motions of a hangman makes. When that, someone's being hung, that how could, their body moves. That could be another one too. Um, but that like I, I actually looked yeah. up Saint Vitus dance. I looked up the 
the fucking uh, definition. Of yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I, That's what I got. Fucking well, that research baby, huh? Research baby. That's yes. right. Um, well, that, that, well, that's like uh, oh, what the fuck was the word? I for I forget. Uh, it's about uh, like getting shot up with a machine gun. I have to I'll have to think about it. It, it was another album by who? I can't remember. Not by Sabbath, but yeah. there was an album. I'll have to think about All it right. while we're. And this ends up with uh, the album ends with a, with a song called "Under the Sun." Mm-hmm. It's about living your life your own way, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you know, at, at this point, they really were. Yeah, that- fucking damn the torpedoes! Let's do all the blow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that ends Black Sabbath Volume Four. Now we come on to the fifth studio album, released on November, uh, released in November of 1973. I found conflicting dates on it. I think it was November first of 73. Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, peaks at number 11 on the Billboard charts and certified platinum in the United States. Okay. Oh, hang on. We didn't. Uh, what? What's your for volume four, I think about seven. I, there was a lot I, of. I would go with that too. There was yeah. There the, was a lot of like yeah on there. I gave it an eight. All right. I gave it an eight. Uh, there was a, a few things that were yeah. I don't know. About yeah, that. you didn't talk. We didn't talk about same bit. But I felt that was really underproduced and muddy. Yeah. It just. It, I don't know. It just. I know. It just didn't sound right. Well, they were shaking. <laughs> Yeah, when I mean, they were doing the same virus dance. They 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 accidentally had the uh, the, the cocaine in the, in the in the speaker full. They <laughs> yeah, they plugged <laughs> into the wrong speaker cabinet. This one was full of blow. Um, so this peaks at number eleven on the Billboard charts, certified platinum in the United States. And by this time, the drug use is really taking its toll on the band. Mm-hmm. Starts off with the title track, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Yeah, I said back to just great openers to me. Yeah, I yes. I absolutely love this one. Um, uh, another interesting tidbit is they're going through some shit with their management at this point, mm. with their original manager. Um, they're beginning to see that hey, we've sold millions and millions of records. Why are we still renting houses mm-hmm. and fucking broke and mm-hmm. broke? Sabbath Bloody Sabbath is a song that is a fuck you to everybody. Hmm. Fuck you to the critics who say, oh, this is never going to last. It's no good. It's trash. And critics to also a fuck you to all the doubters. Mm -hmm. Nobody will ever let you know when you ask the reasons why. They'll just tell you that you're all on your own and fill your head all full of lies. Mm. You know, and that's when the you bastards come in because they realize that they've been fucked around and lied to. Yep. And that's going to come in a little later. Next is a song. The be- I love the opening riff to this. The National Acrobat. Yeah, it's, it, this is a, another great song. I love this. this is my favorite song off the album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- this seems to me like it was... Uh... Do, you know what the, do you know what the concept of unobstructed consciousness is? I don't. Before conception, we are all beings of pure energy. Okay. This seems to me 
like it was written from the point of view of that being of pure energy. Oh my. Okay. I mean, go back and go back and listen to the lyrics. Hmm. Go back and you know, like, I mean, that's just how it seems to me. Okay. Next, we have an instrumental called "Fluff." Simply yeah. fucking beautiful. You know, and, and the 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 instrumentals and and Iomi's acoustic bits are such a stark contrast to like the ferocity and violence in a lot of a lot of their music. I know, and that's why I'm like, this sounds like. Uh, here we go again about the hippies, but it sounds like a fucking hippie song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give you that. And this leads us into Sabra Cadabra. Oh, I love this one, it's too. It's a good song. It's a Black Sabbath love song. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Metallica covered this one quite well. Okay. Well, Metallica can cover. I mean, they can cover the phone book. I mean, it's just, they're good at covers. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because they put their own spin on it. But yeah. They... Well, this one was actually pretty... Uh, Pretty accurate. I mean, other than the fact that Lars can't play Ward's fucking drum parts. Well, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, been so happy since I met that girl. Oh, when, I'm making, when we're making love, it's something one, out of this world. This one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep, that's this one. And that ends side one. Next is one of my favorite songs on the record. This one, this album, I, I had a hard time picking my favorite because mm. there's so many good songs on it. Killing Yourself to Live. Yeah, another yeah. great one. Uh, this is about drinking and, you know, drinking and drugging <laughs> to maintain your tenuous grip on reality. Yes. Which is what they're doing at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, and it's, it's a sad state of affairs when... That's the reality that you're having to cling to, mm-hmm. you know. But all in all, a great song, wonderful song. What do you say, Jimmer? Oh, I like this song. Yeah, it was a really good song. <laughs> all right, now we're going to get into another spacey number. Who are you? <laughs> this was my favorite on the album. Great I, song. I love this song. Really? Th- that 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 opening. That's almost like a. It's. I don't know if it's a synthesizer or. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's like a. It's an old Moog. Yeah. It's, oh, it's beautiful and it just. And it's nice. It's a nice slow build. I love. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um. And this is this is about preachers and religion and how they can fuck you up. <laughs> you know. It, it it's. So so. Like the thing with Sabbath is they they. Lyrically, they never pigeonholed themselves no. into anything. And that's one of the things I love about them. And, war, you know, Geezer wrote such fucking timeless, you know, amazing shit. You got to love it. Yeah. Next is what I would have to say, you know, if I was hard pressed and had to pick my favorite song on this album, it's this one. It's Looking for Today. Really? Yep. It's another great one. I love this song. It's it's about never being in check, you know, about about never just being fucking in check with the world around you. Always searching for something better. Yeah. Yep. And Ozzy's vocals on the chorus. Oh, God, he's soaring in this yeah. one. Yeah. It's just he's, he's just really it just it speaks to you. It's the whole album is just 
they learned from the last one. This album was a return to form. Yeah. You know? I, I, I got to agree. Yeah. I, not really, not a stinker on this record. No. Uh, there's one more. Yep. Spiral Architect. Yeah, I originally thought this was an instrumental because it took so long to get into the verses. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, another great song and a good way to end the album. Yeah. yeah. And, and the message is nice. It's about appreciating life even through all the madness. Yeah. You know, um, I give this one, uh, I'm back to 10 out of 10. This is actually my favorite Sabbath album. It is a 10. Really? This this one is out of the out of the eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is just I I could go back to this one. I could I could drop the needle as it were on any track. Yep. And it's fine. Hit fu- or or as the case <laughs> may be, hit random. Yeah. Yeah. Hit, hit shuffle on Spotify and away you go. Yeah. This is this was just uh, I love this one. Eight. And again, the the album art was perfect. They named it right. Yeah. You know, it was like, it's like, like I said, it's almost like we stumbled on volume four. Now let's quit fucking about and make an album. Yeah. They, they, and they definitely quit fucking about on that one. Yep. Next, we come to album number six, released on July 28th of 1975. This is Sabotage. There's a story behind the naming of this album. All right. Mm-hmm. This album was recorded in the midst of a legal battle with their with their management. Yes. Patrick Meehan was the guy's name. That inspired the name of the record. Right. They were literally being served writs in the fucking studio. Yeah. The, uh, oh they were, there, there was a story about Iomi being at the sign, uh, the, the soundboard, and they were handing him papers. He had a fucking sign. Yeah, they're they're handing him subpoenas and, you know, lawsuits. Oh, my God. Yeah. While he's trying to mix the album and while they're recording. Mm. This album peaks at number 28 on the Billboard charts. And this is the first Black Sabbath album that was not certified platinum. Mm-hmm. It went gold, okay. over 500,000 copies, but it did not go platinum. And the first song is a great way. It's a banger. Yeah. Great yep. way to start the record. Yes. Hole in the Sky. Yep. I always took this as be- about being in prison. Okay. I'm not a lyrics person, so, but yeah, I, I, it's just, mm. I, I just love the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a strong opener. Again, yeah. they just know how to do it. Yeah, I'm looking through a hole in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I kind of always took it as, that's his only view of the outside world. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that I got the prison vibe kind yeah, of thing. Okay. okay. But great song. Great way to start the record. Start off strong. Um, next is an instrumental called Don't Start Too Late. Quick little acoustic ditty. Yeah. Good stuff. Next is a fucking classic. Symptom of the Universe. Yep. Great song. Who covered this? Sepultura. Okay, I, I oh. thought I couldn't remember who covered it. When, back in the day when Euclid did this, and then later when we became South of Sanity, um, when we covered this, I sang it since I I couldn't really do Ozzy. I can't get as high as Ozzy does on Correct. this. Correct. I sang it like Max Cavallaro. Yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. 
take me through the centuries to yeah. supersonic years. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy just gets up there and stays there the whole song. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if the coke was, like, elevating his voice, but, like, the last couple of records, he's really fucking soaring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, Symptom of the Universe is such a great song. Yes. I have no idea what the fuck Geezer's on about when he wrote this, but I love it. <laughs> Take me through the centuries to supersonic years. Electrifying enemy is drowning in my tears. All I have to give you is a love that never dies. The symptom of the universe is written in your eyes. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. And he's talking about seventh uh, seventh advent unicorn is waiting in the sky. <laughs> Geezer, the fuck are you talking about? And then it's got that, and then and then everything just mellows out at the end. Mm-hmm. That woman, child of love's creation. Mm-hmm. That's the only part of the song I did like not as Max. Okay, because Sepultura didn't do that part. All right. Oh. Great song. And then side one ends with Megalomania. You guys talk about Zeppelin having long songs. Yeah, this was a bit of a long song. Yeah, but they're good. Well, I thought the distortion, this was a bit sloppy. And maybe they were experimenting, because I know distortion is like something that was, I mean, years ago they would just cut razor blade holes in the speakers. Well, yeah, the kinks did that. (laughs) Yeah. No, the the kinks did Seriously? Yeah, I mean, there was no. You really, you for you really got me. Yeah, to get that di- distorted guitar tone. Yes, Ray Davies took a razor blade and split the speaker cone mm-hmm. in his cabinet. Get yeah. the hell out! At the time, there were no pedals. They had to come yeah. up with other ways. Uh, a lot of times, it was doing overdrive and things like that. No and shit. And this one just sounded weird. It didn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- this is before. This is before Arbit. You know, or well. You really got me. Was before like Arbiter came out with the fuzz face pedal. Yeah. And Electro Harmonics had the big muff and the shit, you know, that mm-hmm. Hendrix popularized. Hendrix was really the first guy to use a distortion pedal. Wow. So like your overdrive, uh, or what we would call an overdrive sound, you know, your distorted sound had to come from somewhere else. Huh. That's an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I said this sounded like I don't know. It just the distortion just didn't work for what I, I like to hear. So uh, the way I the way I I interpreted this song mm-hmm. is is about a guy. It's about a schizophrenic. Okay. Okay. And the guy's slowly realizing that the evil side of his personality is the megalomaniac. He's hmm. the one that you know is demanding absolute power. Hmm. Okay. And it's the fight. Yeah, ooh, don't drop stuff. It's the inner the inner turmoil. Yeah. That ends side one. Next we have the thrill of it all. Yeah. Dude, enjoy life. Yeah. And it was a good song. Yeah. It was an enjoyable song. I I you know, it it wasn't you know, ah, you know <laughs> like Kermit Kermit the Frog, you yeah, know, excited, but I, I it's a good it. song. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, yes, Doug, I will. I will always boo Jim's mentions of Led Zeppelin. Hey, don't that, what? That's a fan. You respect the fans and respect my authority. Respect my authority. All right. Next, 
Super, super czar. Man, I'd love to know what I was thinking when I wrote that. Um, it's a it's a pretty cool little instrumental with with like a choir vocalization. That's it. what it is. That's yeah. a, it is okay. That's what I wrote. <laughs> it's it's all right. Yeah, I didn't care for it. It's all right, but it was yeah. I don't call it's hard to call an instrumental when there's that like ah behind it. Yeah, Ozzy's like oh go ahead. Oh, I don't feel like doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's actually there's more like yeah. I don't feel like doing yeah, nothing. There's a, there's a lot more of that coming up. But it's just yeah. Next song Am I Going Insane Yep This is my favorite one on the album Tell me people Am I Going Insane The most sane (laughs) people Often question their sanity Hmm. I'm this Every recording of this calls it the radio edit No that's not radio edit This the one I It's not radio edit Right it's a euphemism that they had for mentally insane. Radio. God damn it. There was a movie radio. Well, no, this is, I mean, well, that was about a kid, uh, about uh, a yeah. kid who had, a, who always carried a transistor radio with him. What the hell? Was it? it was a football team. Cuba Gooding. Cuba Gooding. Yeah, right. And he grew up to uh, be say anything and hold it above his head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Or walk around with love hate rings. Ooh. Oh boy. Anyway. Next movie. Or movie? Fuck. Oh, next song, The Writ. This is one of the few that Ozzy wrote the lyrics to. Alright. Okay. And this is about their previous manager. Mm-hmm. And how he had taken advantage of them. And advantage taking advantage of that of them being young and naive. naive. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ozzy and Ozzy and the rest of the band have talked about it uh, extensively that they got fucking dicked over by their previous management. Oh yeah. And Ozzy got dicked over by the second <laughs> management, mm-hmm. uh, who happened to be Don Arden, his father-in-law. Wow. Yeah. How do you think how Ozzy and Sharon met? Uh, Sharon, to her credit, never dicked Ozzy over. Just everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funny story about that, too. I was watching, there's a show I watched called The Big Fat Quiz. Yeah. It's a British panel show, and Sharon Osbourne was on it for something. And they were talking about, I forget what band they were talking about. at What, what uh, event they were talking about. And I believe it was like a, maybe a live aid or something. I don't remember. But Sharon just pipes up, and they wouldn't invite my husband. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably Lollapalooza. No, it wasn't Lollapalooza because it was like, but it, she had to answer the question. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, if Eric could see that he'd be laughing his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I, speaking of Sharon, I shared it on Facebook. Um, Geezer Butler. Talking or said that him and him and Ozzy haven't spoken since since the final tour (laughs) because of their wives. I said, no, it should read because of Sharon. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know how true it is, but I don't put it past the twat. Um, Part of the uh, way that they got the reunion to happen. 
I mean, you knew that Ozzy wasn't going to sing um, any of the Dio or Tony Martin stuff. Correct. Mm-hmm. First off, he can't do it. And that, that was also, he was... You're jumping ahead. Okay. I know right where you're going. All right. You're jumping ahead. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're um, right. I am jumping ahead. Um, he's he, he would never do the Dio stuff. He would never do the Tony Martin stuff. I mean, first off, he doesn't have the vocal range to do it. Yeah. Second off, I don't think Ozzy's ego would allow him to do it. And for fucking sure... Sharon's ego won't allow him to do it. Um, But the other thing is, for years and years and years, Tony Iommi owned the IP. Mm -hmm. He owned Black Sabbath, the name Black Sabbath. Okay. And the logo and all of that. Yes. It was Tony's. You know who owns it now? Don't even tell me, Sharon. Sharon and Ozzy. How the hell did they get that from? Why did Tony needed money? And That's how it always is. And that was one of the cap. Fr- rumor is that was one of the caveats of the reunion happening. <laughs> oh dear lord! Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like Kiss. It's like Kiss, because when they got back together with Ace and and uh, Peter. Ace and Peter were treated like fucking employees. Yeah. Not members of the band. Mm-hmm. And they were dismissed because they committed the cardinal sin of asking Gene and Paul for more money. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we, we can't do that. Yeah, that's right. You tell them, Gene, we can't do that. <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Back to the, Back to good stuff here. Seventh studio album released on September 25th of 1976. The Bicentennial of the... Uh, uh, of the United States. Of the, your, of the Bicentennial of the Ungrateful Fucking Colonials. You know, hey, we can... Look, I think this democracy thing is a wonderful and I am all for it, but you know what? Maybe we should consider the experiment failed and go back. Maybe. I'll well, run. I'll run. <laughs> I'll run for king. You don't run for king. Well, how do you become king? Then? <laughs> you you got to get Excalibur. I get, I, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to be looking for a. I'm going to be looking for a fucking voice in bank in the Aquashikla. Uh. Anyway, technical ecstasy. Yes. This album was the first album that they recorded in the United States. Everything else was up to this point has been recorded in All England. Right. All right. Um, they tried to record in Florida before. Okay, they tried to record in the states before. Mm-hmm. Coke was too easy to get. <laughs> well, especially in Florida, shit. Oh god. Oh. Yeah, drugs were too easy to get. Okay. So uh, it's not working. We need to go back to England. Because I guess it took a day or so longer to get the fucking speaker cases of Coke to the studio. Good thing never recorded in Maine. Shit. Right. (laughs) All right. So now this album peaks at number 51 on Billboard charts. Mm -hmm. And it's certified gold in the United States. 
And it starts off with a song called Backstreet Kids. Yeah, this is another good opener. I mean, yeah. I wasn't a lot familiar with this album. But I thought Backstreet Kids was pretty good. It's a great it's a great song. Yeah. It really is. And this is about their, you know, their them really cuz they are all Backstreet Kids from fucking Birmingham, England. This is the only song on the album that I think has a Sabbath sound. You're not entirely wrong. This this is a very experimental album. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um I I did like this song. Yes. Yeah. This is I mean this is a fucking I, I like the, I, this is probably my favorite song on the album. You're not wrong. I would have to agree okay. with that. Yeah. Um yeah, like I said they they were, you know, four backstreet kids from Birmingham, England who came up from nothing and are at this point, still, if not the biggest, one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Mm-hmm. But the slide is going to be pretty fucking precipitous from here. Yeah, I think, the, and then, of course, the mid-70s had a lot musically more going on. Yeah, because yeah. they're introducing synthesizers and shit now, yeah. and and just, like like he said, it, it, well, experimental. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go on. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not a bad opener. It's not a bad opener yeah. at all. And that goes to you won't change me. Yep. Uh, this is about a woman who wants to change it. You know, wants this dude to change. Oh, you should do this. You should do that. No, fuck you. Okay. You yep. You're not going to change. Me. Another now, good song. Now, this is this is. I'm not. I don't, how do I explain this? This was more of a classic rock vibe feel stuff for me and i even i listened to this album like three times more arena rockish yes because you know spot on yes back backstreet kids that had that was heavy all the way through so then you get to you won't change me and it starts off heavy and then mellows right out into Mm -hmm. regular you know rock and roll yeah Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad song. No, they're not. It wasn't bad, but I'm, if if you if you were a heavy metal Black Sabbath song or or or, or you know listener, mm-hmm. this album, blah. Yeah, I, I I can see where you're coming from with that. Uh, the next song is really a fucking departure. Yep, it's all right. This song is the first time we hear Bill Ward on vocals. Yeah, and I felt this was not at all a Black Sabbath song. It's a fucking Beatles tune. Dude! I Wait, was just going to say... Was, was it a cover? Did, no. 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 Did, oh, okay. Did, the, did they invite the Beatles back together to fucking write yeah, this song? That, when I was listening to it, I, I honest to God thought, because I was doing the whole thing on YouTube, and sometimes they'll slip in the songs out of order or goofy shit happens. When this song came on... I had to like go to Wikipedia and like double check shit because I'm like, this isn't Ozzy, yeah, yeah. right? I had that was a what the fuck is oh, this? It's Bill Ward. Yeah, I was like, okay. And then of course the comments are all, I mean, look, they're all sucking Bill Ward's dick like he's the best vocalist ever. He's not a bad singer. He, it wasn't I, a, no, he wasn't a bad singer. I didn't care for it. I really didn't. I, I can see that. It's 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 not really my it's not really my cup of tea. Which is kind yeah. of fucking weird because I love Black Black Sabbath and I love the Beatles. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. But don't 
<laughs> Never the twain shall meet, you know? know? All right, next we have Gypsy. Yeah, this is a, another good one. Don't encounter Gypsy women because they're going to realize if you're the fucking bad guy. It's, just a, it's good. Yeah, and like I said, once again... I'm like, oh, okay, this is a heavier one. And then, boop, I'm like, fuck, they did it again. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, it, it, there's a lot going on in this album. Yeah, I mean, it's all in the album cover, man. You're two robots pissing on each other on an escalator. They're having sex. That's robot sex. Okay. Ecstasy. Well, this is. They shouldn't have used yellow for the sex urine. <laughs> okay. This is, well, well, what color is oil supposed to be, man? Until it gets fucking polluted and burnt. <laughs> But uh, this is what the, uh, uh, this is the first album cover that they had designed by the firm Hypnosis. Right. I'm sure they've done others that we've seen. Yes, they have. <laughs> but this is the first time Sabbath has had used Hypnosis to do one of their albums. Yeah, and I read about what the guy thought. Yeah, Ozzy was like, "It's two robots fucking on an escalator." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What are you he's doing, man? I, another funny thing, though, and I didn't, uh, for Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, that also this was, if you'd like, most times you do a search in YouTube, yeah, it'll like, like put out the words for you. It won't put out bloody. It won't finish bloody for you. And also won't finish ecstasy. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Well, I can see ecstasy so, because. So I had to put it, it, it comes up technical X and that's it. Well, I can see that because, <laughs> because of the, the, the drug reference. Also, sex. I mean, come on now. There's no ecstasy. Yeah, he, during what, that's a drug. Yeah, the rave drug. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't go in those circles, guys. You should. I was cleaner than that. <laughs> oh, ec- <laughs> ecstasy's fucking wonderful. How many bubble raves have you been to? None. None. But uh, but that's not to say I. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> anyway. Hello. Now, let's move on to side two, shall we? Yes. Uh, all moving parts. Stand still. This is about absolute power and how it absolutely corrupts. And once again, hard intro and then... <laughs> but I'm not, like I said, I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying if you were expecting Sabbath, this like old Sabbath, this is what you got. This was more... Uh, just regular rock and roll. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 not a bad song, but it's different. It's very different. Uh, now they're going to go back to something a little heavier and a little more Sabbath esque. Rock and roll doctor. Sounds yeah. like sounds, my favorite. Sounds like a Kiss song. No, that's calling Doctor Love. I know, but I'm saying and rock and roll all night. But yes. it has that type of feel. It's not a hard all the way through again. Yeah, but it's still it's it's a really it's, it's as it's a great it, song. Did you say Arena Rock? Yeah, it's this, a very this is, the, this is like it's an a Arena, very rock, arena song. rock song. Yeah. Yes, but this is about. I mean, I love the message in the song. It's you know, music can fucking heal you. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, music yep. can absolutely heal you. And, and and you know, Frank Zappa said it best: "Without music, life is nothing more." Than a series of production deadlines mm. and dates by which bills must be paid. Hmm. And bill wanna be paid. Bills. Why would that take? Well, here's Bill ass. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your bill. 
<laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Where's my banner, bitch? <sighs> anyway, talk about pay your bill. <sighs> Trout mouth, motherfucker. Trout mouth. She's gone. Definite hard no. I didn't like this one at all. I just thought of Beth by Kiss when I heard oh. this. Well, you know, some people do like steak and some people do like chicken. And that's the beautiful thing about Black Sabbath. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wrong band. Oops. I did it again. Uh-huh. Next is something a song about one of my favorite subjects, <laughs> Dirty Women. <laughs> Yeah, not a terrible ending, but it's another long one. It's about looking for whores. Yeah, but then once, but like I said, once again, you know, okay, okay, there it is, there it is in the beginning, and then. Uh, Doug says, if you truly love Sabbath, you just listen and say thank you, sir. May I have another? I'm not disagreeing, Doug. I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying this is a bad album. I'm just saying it's not heavy metal. Did, did Doug Wargo say that or Douglas Niedermeyer? Doug Wargo. <laughs> But he could be Douglas Niedermeyer Wargo. <laughs> now, Bill, si. that last song. Yes. Don't say si, say we. Oui. Si. I mean we. Oui. We. Oui. I don't, I don't know, know what, what I mean. mean. I want to go home. <laughs> Very rainbow-esque, that last song. Oh, yeah. Yes. Reminded me a lot of rainbow. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that, but I wanted, you know, I want Sabbath when I want Sabbath. Yes. Is it? But is it like, you know, kind of futuring it or something? Not like, really, because it changes. No, I mean, it's like almost like a little. Oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Predicting. I, I don't know. Foreshadowing. That's it. That's the word. My head itches. All right, I shave it, man. I know. I do got to. I it, I'm, I'm starting to look like a fucking Monchichi again. <laughs> <laughs> Just pour some water on it. It'll grow faster. No, <laughs> but about every week and a half, two weeks, I got to shave it down. Anyway, I give that I give techno ecstasy a seven and a half out of ten. Dirty women and liquor and horrors. Yes, uh, Doug. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe a, I want to say six, but I feel like that's being cruel. So I'll say a six and a half. I'm, I'm okay. gonna I'm going to say right now, because. First time I'm listening to. Black Sabbath canon, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know some of their songs. This was music. This is classic rock music that I would be listening to. All right. And I, I, I enjoyed the album. I'd give it about an eight. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I can't argue with either of them because, you know, our tastes are different. Ours yeah. are good. Yours suck. He said mine's good. He likes Jack White. <laughs> no, I was going to fist bump you. No, Jack White, fuck you. And feed you fish heads. We, had, oh. we, we, were, we heard a moment. We were, and you fucking ruined it. Yes, he did. He's good at that. <laughs> you fucking ruined He's it. He's good at ruining moments. <sighs> wait, wait. Doug got yelled at by Facebook but for posting liquor and whores. Fuck, fa- fuck you, Zuck. Wait a minute. How, how did he yell at him? Uh, no, because I... Probably I, removed I, his comment. Probably removed his comment. What bullshit. I hereby allow any and all comments, no matter how fucking offensive Zuck may think they are. Yeah. Fuck them. Because we believe in the freedom of speeches. Right. Just watch what you say. Or type. 
Just do it in like next time you do it, make like capital lowercase, capital lowercase. Spell the make the O in horrors a zero. Yes. And the S and uh, dollar sign. A f- or a five. Oh, yes. There God, you go. lead yes. speak. Well, you need to. You know, I learned that the hard way. All right, let's do the last one. Yeah, because you got you got Facebook jailed a few times. See, I'm the only one that follows the fucking rules. Ain't no, I? That's no, you just don't fucking comment anything. Yeah, exactly. You fucking slack wagon. Never say die. The fu- the final studio album with Ozzy for the time being, released on September 29th of 1978. This album peaks at number 69 on the Billboard charts. <laughs> Funny sex number. Certified gold. Now, the lads are totally fucking strung out by this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a shitload of inner band turmoil because of financial issues, the mountains of booze and blow, um, creative differences. Wasn't Ozzy's dad not doing well at this time, too? I don't th- I think Ozzy's father may have been not doing well at this point. Ozzy actually left the band for a bit. Yes, three months. And, and was replaced by a dude named Dave Walker, who sang for a band called Savoy Brown. Uh-huh. And also, at one point, I guess, was a member of Fleetwood Mac. Hmm. Huh. Ozzy came back after three months, but refused to sing any of the songs that were written with, with Dave Walker. Okay. Ego. Yeah, well. slightly. Hmm. Uh, Doug says it went against their standards. I didn't know they had any standards. Yeah, see, it says yeah. right there, community no, that's, standards. That's that's the that's uh, us that don't have standards, right? Fuck them. Don't worry about it, Doug. I know. I I I, I like liquor and whores and cigarettes and dope and mustard and bologna. Fucking Tyler. Liquor and whores. Anyway, all right. This song starts off with, as Sabbath is wont to do, mm-hmm. the title track is the opening track. And it's a great song. Yeah. Yep. I The production on this album kind of sucks. It does. Um, like, the, I mean, once again, though, it is 1978. Mm-hmm. You can't expect everything to be pristine and clean like now. Ozzy, Ozzy Hates the Album says it was shit. Uh, he's... Yeah, yeah, but th- yeah, I can understand where he comes from with some of the songs. Yeah, well, he was coked out of his fucking gills. Well, not only that, m- music-wise, it almost sounds like progressive music. It almost has the sound of a Yes album or early Journey, like jazz fusion. Well, yeah, I mean, they're oh, yeah, all it's jazz all, it's, cats. It's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. This is a very disjointed album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Never Say Die. It's telling the kids, don't give up. We made it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we made our dreams come true. You could do it, too. It sounded like a song from a James Bond movie. <laughs> you're not you're not fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Next album. John, our next song. Johnny Blade. Supposedly, this is about Bill Ward's brother. Right. Oh, like he was the badass with the... The street tough with a, with a switchblade. Johnny Blade wins. <laughs> uh, this album this song feat and this album actually features a guy by the name of Don Airy on keyboards. Ah. Don Airy would 
go on to do the keyboard work for the first few Ozzy albums. Oh, okay. Oh. If you really listen closely to the keyboard intro of Johnny Blade, mm-hmm. he slightly rewrote and repurposed it a little bit later on. Mr. Crowley. I'm about to listen to it again now. Yeah, now that, now that we, little tidbit of my brain. Yeah, listen to it, and you'll you'll hear the Mr. Crow, uh, the Mr. Crowley, you know, tinge in there. Mm-hmm. At least I did. All right. Junior's Eyes. This is the song about Ozzy's dad. Okay. Yeah. It's another it was an okay song on the album. Great bass groove by fucking Geezer on the on this. Yeah, Ozzy did write this about the death mm-hmm. of his father. Okay. Uh, Doug says, "I love the CD. Never say die. Uh, love never say die." Yeah, Johnny Blade and Junior's Eyes are are f- pretty fucking cool songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I like we said, Doug, this album's kind of hit or miss. It's very disjointed. There's not. Uh, it, it, it's it's fucking different. Yes, yeah. it is. But at least I will it, say this: no matter what, on all these albums, at least it's not they, they, that trend that we had in the '90s where you got an album there was one good song on it. That was the single. Yeah, and the rest of the album was complete dog shit. Yeah, it's completely different from what it was. All yeah. these songs are the same. Yeah, that. this is like there's at least a, a common thread going through everything. Right. The next song is called "A Hard Road." I, I'm I'm not a fan of this song. I just thought it was an okay song. I mean, there was like no. Wait, was that? Yeah, it was an. It was okay. I. I didn't give. I. There was not many hard nos in the whole catalog, so it was a lot of them. Was like they're okay to just sit and listen to. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the song, but uh, the message is cool. It's about. Uh, it's about why. Why would you make life harder than it needs to be? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I. I dig the message, but the song. Nah. Uh, we'll get there, Doug. Um. Next song, uh, that actually ends side one. Yes. Side two, now we go to Shockwave. And this is a, this, I would have liked darker music for this song considering the subject matter. Okay. Um, the song is about demonic possession. Oh. Geezer's verified that. All right. This is about, it's about being possessed by a fucking demon. I would have liked some darker music. You would have thought. Yeah. Now, now this, this is actually my favorite song of the album and a great side story is back, you were probably in the Army at this time, when me and uh, Steve Davis formed up a band. Okay. Looking through names, I we I named it Shockwave after this song. Nice. Oh, not the Transformer. Yeah, well, you see, there's a funny style story <laughs> with that. He, had, he was dating an artist. I think you remember Spandex, or not? I probably do. All right. Well, she was a bit of an artist, so she made us up the poster for the band and and she did it in purple <laughs> so at that moment i realized oh shit <laughs> there's a transformer called chocolate <laughs> i still have the poster in my basement oh god signed by all the band members in case we got famous nice <laughs> nice there would have been a lawsuit over that name <laughs> <laughs> no we we had a lightning bolt in between them it was shock wave, not one word. Okay, <laughs> dear Lord, twist it any way you want. I was gonna bring the poster and kind of show it off, but I didn't feel like dragging it out of the basement. Uh, at least it wasn't March Hare. Oh, March Hare was awesome. 
Mo, Mo, Shockwave was an extension of March Hare for Christ's sake. It was almost all the same members. Did you have another one, Megatherium? Megatherium was the one he had me leave March Hare to join. Yep. And it never went It was never fucking materialized. Was it in or Therion? Therion. Therion, okay. Off of the Celtic Frost album. Yes. I was going to say Megatherium was a giant sloth. Nope. All right, so next we have Air Dance. Yep. It's about a woman reflecting on her past. It's very different for Sabbath. Yeah. Musically, not Sabbath, and it has a lot of piano in it. Super jazzy. Yep. Super jazzy. Yeah. I mean, I, I dig it. It's just I'm not sure if it's... Uh, it, uh, yeah, you are... Yes, Doug, you are jumping ahead you fucking just like Jim. If it didn't say Sabbath, you know, that, that's what I'm... It's, yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. And without Ozzy's voice, I would have never yeah. put that with Sabbath. Uh, okay. Next is over to you. Over to you, rather. This is uh, about giving up control to your government. Mm-hmm. You know, another another recurrent theme in Black Sabbath music. Good song. Good. Yeah. Middle of the road. What's weird, and, and you're describing all these songs, and this was the... I just listened to this one yesterday. And I think I was more concentrated on... I'm going to pull a bill move here. I was more concentrated on the music than I was the lyrics because the music was just like so fucking different from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to like, who the fuck does this sound like? Who the fuck does this sound like? But yeah, it's yeah. The music. I can't. Eh, it's good. Pull a bill move. But he's not fucking wrong. Uh, next is an instrumental. <laughs> yes. This is called Breakout. I have one question. Go ahead. Oh, well, I I oh. called this stripper music, but male stripper music. The Blue Oyster Bar. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Sharing a brain. My God. What'd you have for it? I had nothing. My, my only comment, and I'm going to expand on it. Why the fuck? Fuck! Is there a saxophone <laughs> doing all of that? You have Tony Iommi in your fucking band. Why do you need a sax? Jazz. There's a part of me that thinks the latter half of. The, I mean, there, there's a part of me that almost sometimes just has this feeling that songs and and albums are written and recorded sequentially. Which I know for the most part they're not. But it's like in my brain, I swear to God they are because it's like near the end of this album, it's like, ah, Ozzy's fucking done. <laughs> he's done and he's left. Yeah, especially and, considering. Like, yeah, the last song. The last song once again has Bill Ward on vocals. Yeah, yep. and it's like. Which it's, it's a good song, Swinging the Chain. Yeah, but it's like, again, it's like Ozzy just. Doesn't even close out the album. He's checked out. He's gone. Yes. He's checked out. Yep. And you, know, you don't know that until the next album, but it's like, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, but this is this is them. Par- the, Bill Ward wrote the lyrics to this. Paralleling the fucking turmoil in the band to World War II. Mm. Okay. And he's not far off. No. He's not, I mean, these guys, I mean, the biggest, or one, at at the very least, one of the biggest 
rock and roll bands on earth at the time absolutely fucking disintegrates yeah after this yes you know and you, you know what brought them together or about brought them back together mm. money yeah <laughs> money money talks oh yeah bullshit fucking runs the marathon but all in all i give this album a seven out of ten this is definitely a, a six because it's a, I'm not it's I it's a not the best album. Yeah. Although I love a few tracks on it, the whole as a whole doesn't stand up. No, I I don't I I agree with you. It does like there's there's bright spots on the last two records, but by and large, I'm you know I could say meh. Yeah, because the sound is so different. Right. Yeah. So now, since Black Sabbath has such an extensive catalog, we're going to break this up into three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see how far we are. We're an hour and 52 in. We made good time. Um, for week number two, do we want to do it next week? Do we want to keep going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's. Okay. Fuck yeah. All right. So for next week, the albums are Heaven and Hell. Mob Rules, Born Again, Seventh Star, The Eternal Idol, and Headless Cross. All right. Oh, yeah, Doug. Bill, yep, Bill wrote that one, and and it is, yeah, Ozzy's fucking walking out the door. Uh, And if you watch, there's a, a Never Say Die concert video. Like, Ozzy does not interact with the band much mm. at all. Oh, he went on. He was with them touring to yeah, support this he, album. They, he toured to support the record. Okay. After the tour, it was done. Wow. Yeah, you got to remember, Blizzard of Oz came out in 81. Yeah. Yeah, shit. So, yeah. Um, so, next week, for next week, we go from Heaven and Hell, which is the beginning of the Ronnie James Dio era. Mm-hmm. To Headless Cross. And, and that's a different singer on that one. That's Tony Martin. Okay. Uh, there's a different singer on Born Again. There's a different singer on Seventh Star. There's like four different singers that mm. we're going to encounter here. Oh, boy. Uh, at le- There's at least three, I think four singers that we're going to encounter. Okay. Here. Um, now, I know Bill listens or does this on YouTube. Jim, I know you do it on Spotify, as yep. I do. Correct. Headless Cross is not available on Spotify. Okay. So you're going to have to do it on YouTube. Do they have it on Pandora? I don't think so. Okay. It has not. It hasn't been officially released in digital. Okay. That's no problem. But you can find it on YouTube. I have. Okay. Because I'm a big fan of some of the shit on Headless Cross. I remember yeah. the video for Headless Cross. There's a lot. Of, I'm a big fan of Tony Martin. Great singer. Um, that was, that was, that was, that was a good, yeah, we little... find, we find, we've been wanting to do Sabbath for the longest time. Yeah. And, uh, doing it in, in kind of bite-sized chunks is going to be easy. We, yeah. Or easier, but there's a few, uh, there's going to be at least one more album that is not available on Pandora. Okay. Or not Pandora. Um, Spotify, Spotify, but we'll talk about that off the air. Um, Fucking can't go wrong with Black Sabbath. No, even the stuff that 
that I don't think is great isn't bad. No, no. There's there's only one song in the entire the entire eight that I just did not care for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but the rest is like they were okay. Yeah, you know. Oh, and uh, Doug said he saw the tour video with the old Air Force band. Yeah, I don't, I, you're right. He, uh, you're right, Doug. Ozzy doesn't have half the energy and presence, uh, and it, it, he just seems like he was just going through the motions mm-hmm. in a lot of it. Um, and since uh, I got you here, motherfucker, you and your cohort Nappenberger. <laughs> I loved his comment. And you, you bastard. what I do now? That was hilarious. When I read that, <laughs> that's going to be fast and furious. And then Nappenberger puts that comment up there. And I went, oh, that's a good idea. About making me watch anything. Fuck you and feed you fucking fish heads. <laughs> you ain't making me do shit. Oh, God. My name is Tadal, and I run this motherfucker. <laughs> Y'all know who I am. Y'all ain't here tearing up shit. So uh, you're not going to be watching? I don't know what you're going to be not watching. Le Mans. Oh, I don't watch that either. Ryan's probably going to watch it. I'm well, not. I, the uh, Hendrix Motorsport has a has a Camaro NASCAR. Ryan, Ryan is very weird with sports. Jimmy Johnson's going to be racing right. in that car. You're not going to believe. Shut up. You're not going to believe what he was watching on TV. Oh, God. Lacrosse. And rugby. Okay, I'll those agree. are those are two good They're sports. Right. Good sports. But but uh, the only one he hasn't watched yet is cricket. We Did... need to get him on that. What's I, I'm word? waiting for it. Is this the home of the third test? I'm waiting for it. I I. It's hard to find cricket on on the uh, rugby. We you found need the ESPN Plus. The, the oh oh I'm so you know what maybe we'll get that for his birthday. I have it through my Hulu subscription. <laughs> maybe I should tell tell Lisa that. Oh maybe she's listening. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Surprise! There was some stupid college sport I saw, like cause during during lockdown, all they were showing all kinds of stupid shit. Yeah, Quidditch. It had something to do with like a, a round circle, and people would like bounce something. The ball would like bounce off like a mini trampoline, and the other person had to go get it. Something stupid. I don't remember what the fuck it was. Well, I've, I've seen cornhole champions. Cornhole, exactly. They had cornhole on ESPN during that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, normally, if you want to find cornholing, you gotta go to Pornhub. Well, they didn't. They, it, oh, they didn't start calling it cornhole. We used to call it bean bags when we were younger, and they were at a forty-five degree angle and had some difficulty to it. Now they sloped it to the point where any drunk bastard could get one in. It's, <laughs> it's fucking, <clears throat> it's fucking horseshoes for the inbred. Well, not no. Look, look. A lot of it's a lot of the out- and slack John. A lot of the outdoor picnic sports. It's safer for kids. A lot of the outdoor picnic. Fuck that. Sports. No, 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 no. Wait, Fuck that. Wait. Give them little bastards lawn darts <laughs> and let natural selection take its fucking course. Yeah, but look, it's about throwing things in the target, and they're all the ladder golf, um, cornhole, that washers thing that I only ever see. In, yeah. In the in the skook adjacent. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Throwing metal washers in a hole. I mean, and then they have some whack-ass scoring oh. to it, which I swear to God's made up. I forgot all about that game. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's three. Why is it three? Because it's not totally on. I don't fucking understand the rules. You're making shit up as you go along. Allegedly. It's all about throwing something in a hole at a distance. Darts? 
not in a hole, though. But. No, that's not in a hole. It's in a board, you fucktard. Yeah, you also don't do that out, outdoors in an outdoor, like, long, unless, unless, you know what? I shouldn't say that because I'm sure people up there have some nitwit running around the backyard with a dartboard. <laughs> you can probably still find lawn darts in the skook adjacent. Oh, they still make them. They just safety them now. Yo, no, you don't nerf them fucking things. Uh, Doug says cornhole is beer pong, bean bags, and quates all in one. There you go. There you, yeah, you fucking. The not... fuck's a quate? Oh God. <laughs> the fuck is now? It's... He's making up words. No, no, it's 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 a. How do I explain it? It's 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 a round. It's remember washers. Just yeah. make that washer a lot bigger. Yeah. It's like a big donut that you toss. Now yeah. you're tossing fucking donuts. Jesus Christ. You know what? You, you just, just get drunk and go play fucking you people need shuffleboard. To, you people need to be shut-ins more. <laughs> just go just go to the bar, get drunk, and play the fucking shuffle out. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Poor pool. No, because then you get a guy like me who's going to get pissed off and might break a fucking cue over your knee. See, this is... I get really pissed off fast. Lawn sports are just bad. But when they make it the ESPN, that's even worse. We have, I mean, we do have a ladder golf set. We had one, but given my kids bolos is not a good fucking idea. Oh, and given the two <laughs> fucking balloon heads upstairs, bolos is a really great idea. Mine lasted less than a season. <laughs> you got to remember, my, my kids used to fight for fun. Yes. And I've given them bolos hmm. and encouraged them to throw them in the vicinity of the other. See, now you're not supposed to encourage it. Well, no, but <laughs> shit's going to happen. That's Gen X parenting there. Fuck. It's called natural fucking selection. <laughs> hey, hey, me, you, you know my cousin, Roger. Maybe by face. Yeah, you, you would know him to see him. Fuck, Roger and I grew up throwing goddamn lawn darts. <laughs> yeah, fucking Bill is right. What I say now? Donut on a peg, you retard. <laughs> That's what Quince is. Oh, a donut on a peg. A the hell, a donut on a peg? I seen that on Pornhub. That's too. a fucking. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking carnival game you play at Knobles. No, Put the donut on the peg. Oh, oh speak. Robot chicken, the one skit with the guy standing there naked and going, throw them donut. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Speaking of, uh, of of amusement parks, this past Saturday, mm. I was at Dorney for my for CTDI's company yeah. picnic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We didn't have a pavilion. We had an entire nine pavilion grove reserved. Damn. There was over 3,400 people affiliated with CTDI. I think they had nine pavilions there. Holy fuck. Yes. Back when we were there, the blue and they had the silver. What the hell were you in? Didn't didn't they have... uh, The one we were in was called Parkside Pavilion. It's up uh, up by Hydra. All right. Well, you know where the meteor is in Hydra. The meteor? Yeah. What's the meteor? The thing what goes... The Sea Dragon? No, it's not the Sea Dragon. Uh, Junior was fixing the Sea Dragon when we were there, by the way. Oh, my. Um, But you know where Hydra is? No. Okay. You know where Hercules was? See. Okay. 
Hydra is the roller coaster that is now in place of Hercules. Well, that makes sense. Both mythologicals. Right. Well, right next to where Hydra is, is the Parkside Pavilion. Okay. Oh, all right. Or the Parkside Grove. Oh. Wait. Where the parking lot used to be? On the other side of the river. No, there. I remember when we used to come. No, in, not down at the bottom, up at the top of the park. Yeah, up at the very top of the park. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, we had the entire grove for my company. Hmm. There was over thirty four hundred affiliated people between employees, family, and invited guests. I would. I, I thank you to my company th- for putting that on. I mean, fucking all you could eat from noon until 5 p.m. Uh, I mean, it was chicken fingers, burgers, dogs, mm-hmm. salads, mm-hmm. chips. You know, typical freaking amusement park fare. But shit, yeah. I didn't pay for a guy. The only the only thing I paid for was Jesse's ticket. Okay. Because he's over 17, so I had to pay for him. But me, Missy, and Alistair got in for free. Mm-hmm. Randy didn't want to go because he could have got in for free by himself. Mm-hmm. And it cost me 30 fucking dollars to park. Hmm? Ridiculous. Yes, it is. But that's the only thing I paid for. We had a good time. I only got on four rides because then it started to fill up. Which four? Uh, I hit Hydra. Oh, that was the first one we went on. Oh, we took Alistair went on for the first time. Okay. Went on Hydra for the first time. And since we were one of the first groups in the park, we got the front car of the train. Oh, goodness. Poor Alistair. First time on Hydra, which is, you know, it's a suspended roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Your feet are dangling in air. Mm -hmm. Alistair's never been on it before. Front car on the edge. Oh, God. And then uh, we did, I did Thunderhawk, Steel Force, and I forget what the hell else. The boys went on a few others and did the water park. What's the one, God, where you would have been at the opposite end of the park where you were? It's a a big U. Oh, that's uh, Possessed. That, uh, I was in line to go on that. And it got stuck up top. No, <laughs> something happened with the brakes, and they had to shut the ride down for a little bit. Yeah. So we went somewhere else, and then I look back, I'm like, oh, it's running again. And Bella goes, you're not going on that. He says, why the hell not? Well, it just broke. Well, now it's fixed. Well, yeah. Oh, I was actually, was I, a- I, I honestly thought, you know, with your age, you were going to say, like, the whip, the music express. The Apollo? What no. The fuck? No. Look, I'm 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 complimenting on him because he's not, you know, he's an old fart, but at least he went on the, you know. You're older than me, cunt muffin. I'm just saying I wouldn't have done roller coasters. Yes, yes, Doug. Chickens do have fingers. Everybody likes chicken fingers, but not everybody likes to finger chickens. <laughs> <sighs> That's a Kentucky thing. Now, and on that note. Jesus Christ. I think we've had enough for today. Yeah. Oh, fuck me running. <laughs> Until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. And I'm Jim. See you later, motherfuckers. <laughs>